Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in his series on the pastoral epistles of St. Paul with this message entitled, Sweet Fellowship, preached July 24th, 2016. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to 2 Timothy chapter 4, beginning with verse 9. Fellowship, sweet fellowship, sir. And I hope that you will enjoy sweet fellowship as you listen to the word that I am preaching to you from 2 Timothy 4, 9 through 15. If you don't love the people of God, you are a loner. You miss out a lot of blessing. Love one another, sir. Because we are all born again into the family of God. Friends, pastoral ministry can be at times very lonely and painful. You don't understand that. I do. Paul was rearrested through the efforts of his enemies like Alexander the metal worker, and he was thrown into a dungeon. In Rome, awaiting his martyrdom. He was abandoned, even by his fellow believers. So we read 2 Timothy 1.15. You know that everyone in the province of Asia has abandoned me, including Phygelus and Hermogenes. Chapter 4, verse 10, for Demas, because he loved this world, has deserted me and has gone to Thessalonica. And 4.16, at my first defense, no one came to my support, but everyone abandoned me. And he says, only Luke, the beloved physician, was with him. St. Paul had various needs, especially the need for fellowship with his close friends and fellow workers. Fellow workers like Timothy and John Mark. He also needed warm clothing in the cold and damp dungeon. He knows the hour of his departure has come Departure, friends, to the heavenly kingdom to receive his crown of righteousness from Jesus, whom he loves to the extent even to suffer martyrdom. Before his death, he desired to see his son in the faith, Timothy. We read about him. In chapter 1, verse 2, to Timothy, my dear son. And he says, recalling your tears, I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. Sweet fellowship he longed for in the dungeon. God's saints need fellowship with God and with God's people. Those whom Christ saves are born of God. And as children of God, they belong to God's family. And they love one another, even as Christ loved us. 
So we read in 1 John 3.16, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. 1 Timothy 3.15, if I am delayed, you will know how people ought to conduct themselves in God's household in the church. We are people of God, born of God, brothers and sisters, fathers and mothers. Galatians 6.10, therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. And Acts 2.42, they devoted, gave themselves over to continually to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship. Yet many saints failed Paul in his deepest need. They did not meet his need for spiritual fellowship. In Hebrews, we studied that book, chapter 13, we read, remember those in prison as if you were their fellow prisoners and those who are mistreated as if you yourselves were suffering. May God help us to minister to the needs of our spiritual family members sacrificially. Our deepest need is fellowship with God and with his people. So we read in 1 John 1, we proclaim to you what we have seen and heard so that you also may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. Fellowship, sir. Sweet fellowship. Edifying fellowship. So the first point, Paul's need for fellowship with his son Timothy, verse 9. Through the ministry of Paul in Lystra, Timothy became his son in the faith. Now Timothy, under Paul's direction, was ministering in Ephesus. One of his last desires was to see his son before his impending death. So he writes this letter to him, which was carried to Ephesus by Tychicus, who was to replace him as Timothy left for Rome to see his father for the last time. In the letter, he tells his son to do everything you can to come to me quickly, that is, before my execution. And verse 21 says, hasten to come to me before winter. Soon I will depart to Christ's heavenly kingdom. Friends, we do not know whether Paul was able to see his son in the faith. And let me tell you about my parents. My own father, a minister, and mother departed to Christ's heavenly kingdom without my seeing them before their departure. May 
God help you to see your parents often and help them before their death whether they are believers or not second the pain of the defection of Demas his fellow worker one reason for Timothy going to Rome to see Paul is now given for Demas has abandoned me it is possible that Demas was brought to faith in Jesus through Paul's preaching the gospel in Thessalonica as stated in Acts 17 1 through 9 he was a Gentile and became Paul's assistant as we read in Colossians 4.14 and Philemon 24 Demas was with Paul when Paul was imprisoned the first time in Rome but he became an apostate as Paul himself predicted in this letter he says in chapter 3 second Timothy but mark this there will be terrible times in the last days people will be lovers of themselves lovers of money boastful proud abusive disobedient to their parents ungrateful unholy without love unforgiving slanderous without self-control brutal not lovers of the good treacherous rash conceited lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God and he also said in chapter 4 for the time will come when men will not put up with sound doctrine instead to suit their own desires they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their reaching ears want to hear apostasy sir Demas began to love this world and its pleasures not Jesus he was not waiting for the epiphany of Jesus Christ to receive from him the crown of righteousness he loved this world he began to hate Jesus his apostle and the gospel and the sufferings for the gospel he would rather have a good life here as the rich man had enjoyed in Luke 16 before he went to hell so he became double minded sir but Jesus said in Matthew 6 no one can serve two masters either he will hate the one and love the other or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other you cannot serve both God and sir money and Jesus said also for where your treasure is there your heart will be also and you will talk about money and houses and cars not Jesus Christ it tells you what you speak tells you what you love double minded Christian will in due time fall away to serve this world and its God the devil wholeheartedly and that's what happened to Judas who betrayed Jesus for 30 pieces of silver and he killed himself 
This age is called this evil age, Galatians 1 and verse 4. In John 17, Jesus did not pray for this world. He prayed for God's people only, that they be protected from the evil one in this world. And St. John, in his first epistle, warns us, do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For everything in the world, the cravings of sinful man, the lust of his eyes, and the boasting of what he has and does comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but the man who does the will of God lives forever. And what about Moses? What did he do? And we read in Hebrews 11, by faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a short time. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead for his reward. By faith he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He persevered because he saw him who is invisible. Demas became a fake minister. His faith was not saving faith, for he was not born of God. Therefore, he did not persevere to the end. He did not pay the cost of true discipleship, which is death itself. The apostasy of Demas gave Paul much pain just before his own execution. I have experienced such pain when trusted people prove themselves to be fake Christians. The children of the devil. And we read John 8, 44, you belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desire. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and father of all lies. Paul told us what our attitude should be toward the world. Romans 12 verse 2, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You want to love the world? Let me tell you. 1 Timothy 6, 17, command those who are rich in the present world not to be arrogant, not to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God. Watch out for good looks. Watch out for brilliance. Watch out for money. Watch out for pedigree. Watch out for all these things. Look at the vast majority of this world. They hate Jesus Christ. 
and their glory in their particulars, this or that. In other words, don't glory in anything but in Jesus Christ. Friends, Bible is very clear what will happen to fake ministers and fake Christians. Jesus said, Matthew 7, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you away from me. That is good hell, you evildoers. Fake ministers are plenty in this country and around the world. Fake, fake, fake. Who will never preach the gospel. Number three, thank God for Luke. He was his fellow traveler. He traveled with him many times especially from Caesarea all the way to Rome, always loyal. There are people like Luke who are authentic Christians, eternally chosen, effectually called, adopted children of God who will persevere to the end. They stick with Paul to the end, even suffering with him. Luke probably was a Gentile, a very educated man, a physician who took care of the needs of St. Paul. He was the author of Luke and Acts, two-volume work. Paul calls him, my dear friend Luke, the doctor, Colossians 4.14, and my fellow worker, Philemon 24. We are told Luke alone was with him in the dungeon taking care of Paul's physical and spiritual needs. Friends, a special blessing is reserved for such true brothers and sisters who minister untiringly in the church and for the church expecting nothing but Christ's approbation. Thou good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of the Lord. And number four, thank God for John Mark. John Mark was a cousin of the rich Levite Barnabas who sold a piece of land he owned and gave the whole amount to the apostles for the support of the poor. His mother Mary also was very rich who owned a big house in Jerusalem to which Peter returned after his divine release from prison. And we read in Acts 12 and verse 12, when this had dawned on him, Peter, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, also called Mark, where many people had gathered and were praying. Mary's house was the church. It is possible this was the house where Jesus ate his last supper with his disciples. 
John Mark accompanied Paul and Barnabas in their first missionary journey. But John Mark was a rich kid. He was not used to all the discomforts of missionary travel and hard work. So he left them to return to the comforts of home in Jerusalem. So Paul refused to take him in his second missionary journey. Though Barnabas wanted to give him a chance to prove himself. Eventually Paul praised Timothy. Paul praised Timothy in chapter 4 of Colossians verse 10. My fellow minister Aristarchus sends you his greetings as does Mark the cousin of Barnabas. You have received instructions about him. If he comes to you welcome him. He proved himself to be reliable. And he also calls him my fellow worker. And Peter calls Mark my son. First Peter 5.13 She who is in Babylon chosen together with you sends you her greeting and so does my son Mark. Paul instructs Timothy to pick up Mark from wherever he was and bring with him to Paul. What is the reason? For he is useful to me in the ministry. Timothy and Mark through their ministry will make Paul feel less lonely. Some people like Demas may prove useless while others prove valuable and useful and productive. It is important to give some people another opportunity to prove themselves useful. For instance, Philemon's runaway slave was called Onesimus means useful. But he proved himself to be useless to the master. But he became a true believer through the ministry of Paul in Rome. And Onesimus became useful to God and his church and Philemon. And we read Philemon 10 and 11. I appeal to you for my son Onesimus who became my son while I was in chains. Formerly he was useless to you but now he has become useful both to you and to me. Friends, let me ask you, are you useful to God and to his holy church? Or are you a leech? Just receive. When you are born again, you give. Are you useful to ministers in their ministry? Number five, thank God for meeting our physical needs. Ministers do not live by bread alone. But they need bread. God provides for body and soul. He taught us to pray. Give us this day our daily bread. He gives this bread through six days of hard work. 
Yes, he meets our spiritual need through every word that comes out of the mouth of God. In the scripture, God himself speaks to his people. He is our bread of life. Paul was suffering from the dampness in the dungeon. No heating there. He needed his cloak, which he left with the brother Carpus. He probably owned the house, Carpus, when Paul celebrated the Lord's Supper on the first day of the week, as we read in Acts 20. Eutychus fell from the third story of this house and was picked up dead. Paul prayed for him and Eutychus was raised to life. While Paul was visiting Carpus in Troas, after his release from his first Roman imprisonment, he was rearrested, it appears, and thrown in a dungeon in Rome. It is possible that Alexander, the metal worker, Paul's enemy, probably from Trovas also, leveled new charges against St. Paul, which resulted in his rearrest. As a result, Paul entrusted to Carpus his cloak, scrolls, and parchments. So Timothy is to pick up in Trovas from the house of Carpus these items and bring them to Paul to meet his bodily needs. Cloak, number one, was like a poncho, a large sleeveless outer garment made out of a single piece of circular heavy material with a hole in the center for the head to go through to keep a person warm and to protect one from the elements. Paul needed this for the comfort of the body. Scrolls, number two. Then there were scrolls of various writings and documents of importance, probably the certificate that he was born a Roman citizen, etc. They were papers, documents, papyrus documents and parchments parchments were made out of skins of sheep and goats the the leather they were writing materials parchments most probably contained a number of Old Testament books in the Septuagint translation and New Testament books Paul needed friends and spiritual stimulation. It is never too late to read good books, especially the Bible, even in a dungeon. So he needed spiritual friends, warm clothing, and books, especially the Holy Bible. And we read 1 Timothy 4.13 Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of scripture to preaching and to teaching. That's why we read the Bible publicly. And unless you listen and believe, grace will come to you. 
Timothy is to go from Ephesus to Rome via Troas. He is to bring Mark and these items for the benefit of the old apostle who was about to be beheaded for his faith in Jesus. Friends, he needed sweet fellowship and certain basic comforts. There was a similar request from William Tyndale who translated the first New Testament printed in English. The letter was addressed to the governor of Vilvoord Castle near Brussels in Belgium where he was imprisoned for his faith. William Tyndale's letter was written in 1535 and he was burned to death by his enemies for his faith in 1536. In the words of Bishop Hanley Moore cited by John Stott let me read this. Letter to Marquis of Bergen governor of the castle Now William Tyndale says, I entreat your lordship and that by the Lord Jesus that if I must remain here for the winter, you would beg the commissary to be so kind as to send me from the things of mine which he has a warmer cap. I feel the cold painfully in my head. Also a warmer cloak, for the cloak I have is very thin. He has a woolen shirt of mine, if he will send it. But most of all, my Hebrew Bible. Grammar and vocabulary that I may spend my time in that pursuit reading and translating number six Paul had enemies too verse 14 and 15 Demas abandoned Paul and went to Thessalonica probably his birthplace to make money to live a soft comfortable life but Alexander the metal worker was Paul's arch enemy Jesus predicted that we will have enemies. Let me read to you from John 15 and 16. If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. Remember the words I spoke to you, no servant is greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. And John 16, all this I have told you so that you will not go astray. They will put you out of the synagogue. In fact, a time is coming when anyone who kills you will think he is offering a service to God. The time is coming and now is 
This will happen in this country. It is happening in all over the world. This has become a pagan country. And pastors don't preach the Bible anymore. Let God be true and all men liars. There's only one book that tells truth. We tell truth because God gave us new life and a new mind and a new will and a new affection. God regenerated us. And Jesus said in Matthew 24, then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death and you will be hated by all nations because of me. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people because of the increase of wickedness. The love of most will grow cold. Who said that? Jesus Christ said about the church. But he who stands firm to the end will be saved. That's my prayer for us. To stand firm to the end. It is possible that this Alexander was responsible for Paul's rearrest and martyrdom. He opposed strongly Paul's gospel. It is also possible he gave his testimony of lies for the prosecution in the Roman court. It seems also that no believer came to testify for Paul's defense out of fear of their own arrest. Timothy is warned against this Alexander. Not only there is Demas who abandoned God's people, but there is also Judas who celebrate Holy Communion with us only to go out to betray God's people. Alexander was a son of perdition, an agent of the devil. The Lord who comes to give us the crown of righteousness is also coming to judge the wicked according to their evil deeds. Paul is confident of God's retributive justice Romans 2 6 God will give to each person according to what he has done Romans 2 16 this will take place on the day when God will judge men's secrets through Jesus Christ as my gospel declares friends we do not know whether Paul was able to see his son in the faith it is possible Timothy being a friend of Paul was arrested and put in prison for we read in Hebrews 13 verse 23 I want you to know that our brother Timothy has been released if he arrives soon I will come with him to see you friends we have our enemies and thank God we have our friends especially Jesus Christ We have our enemies, but God will judge them in due time. We read in Deuteronomy 32, 35, It is mine to avenge, 
I will repay in due time. Their foot will slip. Their day of disaster is near and their doom rushes upon them. Friends, let me tell you, if God is for us, who can be against us? Nothing in all creation is able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble, hardship, persecution, famine, nakedness, danger, or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. Knowing all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future or any powers, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Heavenly Father, we pray that those who are outside of Christ in your great mercy and great love save them that they may worship together with us fearlessly that we may live as well as die for our Lord Jesus Christ who gave himself in death on the cross and was raised for our justification we are God's people We belong to God's family. God is our heavenly father. And we serve God. Bless your people we pray in Jesus name. Amen.